We're going to get ready to make our declaration this morning. Proverbs 18 and verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Sometimes we don't realize how powerful our words are. And I don't know why God did this, but when God designed the world, when God designed you and me, He put certain things in place. And you and I can't question it. I mean, you know, why did God create the sun and the moon when there were so many other stars? He just did it because He does whatever He pleases. So why did God create man with two feet and two hands and two ears? But one knows. I don't know. He just did what He pleases. So God put so many things in place in our world. When He created you and me, He made us in His image, in His likeness. And he established that same principle in our lives, in our system of living, in our world. He said, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Meaning, matters of life as heavy and as important as death and life, they are controlled by your tongue. And James put it this way in James chapter 3 verse 6. He said, your tongue, even though it's a small little member in your body, it's like the rudder of a ship that determines the entire course of direction for that ship. It's like the bit in the mouth of a horse. The entire powerful animal is controlled by that little bit in the mouth of the horse. It's like the little fire that that takes off in a forest. And before you realize it, an entire forest is burnt down by that little fire that started. And God is saying, death and life are in the power of your tongue. That's how powerful and forceful is your tongue in your body. It's, it's, it has its influence. It extends its entire influence through your whole body. And it sets on, it, its influence extends into the entire course of your life. Is what James says. So the same principle that God operates by, for some reason he established it in your world and mine. That we should live by the same principle. That our words influence our destiny. Our words determine our direction. Our words will affect whether we rise or we fall. Death and life are in the power of our time. Amen? And that's why you and I must train ourselves to speak in accordance to His word. If God's promises are there, say that promise. See, but I don't feel like it. Say it anyway. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Say it anyway. Because His word is true. Amen? This morning, you may not feel saved, you may not feel healed, you may not feel delivered, but we are going to say it anyway. You may not feel victorious, triumphant, and prosperous, but you're going to say it anyway, because you know that death and life are in the power of your tongue. And one day, what you say will become reality. So let's stand to our feet as we make our declaration this morning. I want you to hold your Bible high up in the air, say this out loud and bold and strong with me. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I am a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of His blessing. To many people, I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. 
Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Could you please remain standing? This morning, we have uh, Dr. David Balasing with us once again. He's a good friend. And uh, he's a minister with many, many, many years of experience. He studied right here in Bangalore in Southern Asia Bible College, originally from Sri Lanka. And uh, spent several years being on the faculty in uh, Southern Asia Bible College. And he's got a great heart for missions. I remember sometime when we were sitting and talking, he was sharing his heart on how churches need to change the way they operate in order to really affect. And he has a great heart for Southern Asia. In order to really affect and, 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 and do missions so differently in these days to affect uh, the whole of South Asia. And it's just amazing to hear his heart for missions and, and what he envisions the church doing in the area of missions and so on. Uh, he ministers a lot in Sri Lanka to the uh, people from Sri Lanka. And uh, it's our joy to have him as a friend and come and minister to us this morning. So let's put our hands together and welcome Dr. David Pallison. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh. Oh. Jesus. Pastor Ashish made a terrible mistake. He got me all wound up about missions. Now I don't know what to do, what to say. My, my son sometimes says, Daddy does not have blood. Daddy has missions. So that's now I'm totally disoriented. Thank you, my brother. And I want to say something about missions because I just can't say otherwise. <laughs> missions is a passion and should be the part of the lifestyle of the church. And my little observation and movement and, uh, you know, in that same book, the Proverbs and the chapter, towards the end it says, there are so-called friends, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, but there are friends who are as unreliable as a broken leg. But in all of these situations, it's lovely to have good friends. And my desire is to be a good friend. I have made friends and I have lost friends. But now at this point in my life, I want good friends. And the few I have, I want to keep. How many of you feel that way? Go for a friend. To have a refreshing experience with a friend. And our lives are, let me explain to you, our lives are marked by the friends we have. The amount of influence friends can have is incredible. A teacher once said, show me your friends, show me your friends and I will tell you a little bit about yourself. So missions. 1999, I was all set to be a great professor in a residential Bible college all back. I'd already taught many, many years. And I was 
praying that way but God had already spoken to my heart and said son I completed my doctorate in 1997 in Chicago 1998 onwards God had been telling me son if you dare call yourself a doctor be a physician in my house so i knew that institutional life is not going to work for me it's going to slowly move on and i was praying and working through many issues and situations but i became closer and closer to the house of god and i loved it all the more what god challenged me was to be a physician in his house it's a beautiful thing so i am a consulting doctor in the house of god and i love to move among churches they keep asking me why don't you start a church i said you have no idea how many churches i have started why don't you pastor a church i said i pastor many churches get them all disoriented one man even said why don't you start a church for your own security and this was a man i had respected up to that moment he said as though a church is a retirement plan i don't blame him because he has seen a few of those but it was scary to hear words like that but in 99 i was praying in the balcony sitting there and crying to god and i saw when i say i saw please understand okay i see things that you may not see of course you too see things that i may not see but this kind of an agony so this is a season a good season to think of agony of the pain of the face of the lord whom to see is life changing you and i must have a life transforming vision of jesus and his passion and so i watched i have learned now slowly over the years to observe to try to understand what i'm trying to see in the sky but when i saw blood coming out of his eyes please understand if you're here for the first time this is not normally what you hear sometimes you know i'm telling it in public because my passion has been stirred for mission the the the, the tears that were coming were tear drops of blood i was like absolutely sure nobody can cry blood although i pray sometimes some day lord let some capillaries burst and let me bleed i have still not had that experience i may have it i hope i do some day but but blood flowing out and coagulating that just means it became thick on his face and it slowly took the shape of sri lanka man i'll tell you i am mad about sri lanka that is true i've never lost my passion for that country born there raised there but when i saw the shape of sri lanka slowly forming on his face in blood i just screamed out I just screamed out and cried and i told my wife i must go to sri lanka i kept saying that 
and then i even threatened and said if i don't go to sri lanka i will become a vegetable and you will be sleeping next to a vegetable which one i didn't tell there are lots of vegetables but my heart was like bo then she finally she if you have to go you want to go you go and that's how it began i just slowly moved out i had already given my resignation i'll tell you such a passion in 1999 captured my heart. i thought i'll spend the rest of my life in sri lanka but then in 2008 god gave me citizenship in india i have never been a citizen in india all these 26 years i just became a citizen in 2008 so i have now indian citizenship and sri lankan citizenship for a purpose so i just stop there i must stop there <laughs> please stop there message for this morning holy spirit how many of you brought your palms with you wave them ah now it looks like palm sunday that was supposed to be a joke how many of you brought brought your palms today can i wave it ah now it looks like a palm sunday all right just wanted to acknowledge the church calendar i'm not going to preach on palm sunday just wanted you to know i'm aware of that let's pray thank you holy spirit we thank you lord we are so grateful we are looking to you lord for guidance we are looking to you lord for your word to speak to us in special ways we are totally convinced lord that these are people we are totally convinced lord that these are people who are hungry for your word they are real they are special they have come and they have been taught before i thank you for a church a pastor a team a leadership that considers a city as their church and the whole world as their parish this is truly apostolic this is truly something that i am attracted to I thank you for giving me friends. I pray this morning for the performing arts team. I thank you that this church has several ministries, especially those that create something beautiful for God. Something beautiful for God. Say something beautiful for God. Say something beautiful for God. Something beautiful for God. I thank you my master for these great and marvelous talents you display you release in this body we thank you for your presence lord oh your presence in jesus name amen how many of you have heard a message on malchus What have you all heard about this man? Who is this man? We will not be able to preach word for word, sentence by sentence, but please try to be in those passages. Both uh, Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, John, the, the, the scene is described in the Gospels very, very well. 
just that we miss that portion sometimes if we are reading it rapidly. Now, John's gospel gives us, now I have about five slides, right? About four or five slides. But John's gospel gives us tremendous insight as to who this man, Malchus. Now, Malchus is a variant of Malachi. Simply means counselor or king. Melech is king. So something to do with advisory capacity. Unfortunately, today, our understanding of a servant is so menial, so low, that we don't understand what is a servant in the Bible. In the biblical times, a servant could be a trusted advisor. Today, he may only wash the car. But to be called the servant of Caiaphas was no mean position. Now, Malchus is a servant, may even be a slave to Caiaphas, father-in-law Annas. Now, Caiaphas had this man as a servant, particularly by tradition, background studies and so on. He was an in-between person, a go-between the Roman soldiers, the businesses that the priests had through the temple and uh, the man who made sure that the interests of Caiaphas was protected. Now many business people understand that. When they say, I'll send my man, I'll send my man, and uh, you do the deal, you take care of the deal. Now, particular story goes like this. Can you imagine the number of animals that were sacrificed in the temple? Guess who traded in the skins? The priests were too high and mighty to deal with these dealings. So, Caiaphas was particularly dealing with these skins with the Romans and bringing considerable income to the household of Caiaphas. Now, this man was important and he knew the Roman soldiers fairly well. Now, they needed the Roman soldiers to be in that garden. But the Roman soldiers were not going to arrest Jesus. They were not going to get involved in a riot. They were not going to get involved in the blame game. So the temple guard had to go. So now imagine Jesus having agonized, prayed, he's in the garden. The disciples are in various states. Each one of them, if you describe their state, it'll, it'll take the whole of the day. But you know there are various states of mind, spirit. They were all in different states of trouble. But when Judas comes in, Caiaphas is right behind him because Caiaphas has to make sure that Judas does his job because his boss had paid him. When your boss has paid somebody and it is your responsibility, when your boss has paid somebody and it is your responsibility to make sure the job is done, what will you do? You will be breathing down his neck. Now watch carefully what's going on. This scenery is hard to describe unless you have studied it carefully. So the temple guards are there with ceremonial. The temple guards, if they draw a blade out, they will be cut immediately by a Roman. A Roman soldier can kill a temple guard at, at, at the slightest provocation. The temple guards were basically ceremonial staff. They had no right to cut, kill, 
they will get into big trouble they were there for protection yes they had they had weapons but you can understand how slow how slow they were because a fisherman could pull a blade out so fast i have been in street fights as a young boy in sri lanka i know the fastest guy gets the first hit he gets it in first that peter could draw a blade and miss yeah he he was not trying to give him a ear cut or a hair cut he was trying to kill him i'm telling you the truth peter was like that in temperament but you see you could never have done that with a trained roman soldier understand that because a roman soldier first of all he won't be exposed and standing by himself they were known to work side by side secondly a roman soldier can draw his blade and kill at an instant peter would be history if he had drawn a blade against a roman soldier the zealots used to just stab and run peter basically <laughs> tried something like that now listen carefully so the roman soldiers are there just basically giving some legitimacy but the temple crowd the priests gang clubs and and, and they were there with typhus who unfortunately had no blade history he was dealing with leather see all that happening and jesus is watching the whole scene and he is perfectly in control oh the prophecy of isaiah had already been spoken they have ears but they cannot hear and of all the people the servant of the high priest has his ear cut off is it a parable is it a story You know I watched an ear operation live my wife had an ear operation many years ago we sat there for the first time we were watching the whole thing by television how the doctor where is any doctors here any surgeons here how skillfully from behind the ear he cut it and he cut and he cut and then the ear kind of like fell apart i was like man just hanging like that in this visual it fell down at least for my wife part of it was, it was still there and uh, went inside the ear and did surgery and even during watching that ear surgery i thought of malchus jesus restored that man's ear now answer this simple question if your ear got cut off and put back will you not listen to the man who put your ear back will you not listen to the man who put your ear back all of you are shaking your head but there are some doubtful cases see you see there's a lot of things written in the word of god that do not come to us by casual reading there is a depth to the word and you can study it and study it and study it all your life and still come away and say there's more there's more Oh God, if only I could go through Luke 22, 47 through 53, John 18, 1 through 11, Matthew 26, 47 through 56, that I could study this and watch. See carefully, please, beloved. There are some things we have to set in place to understand this. Number one, a Jewish slave had only seven years to serve. 
he could not be kept against his will on the other hand when jesus was dragged into the household of caiphas that that girl that slave girl most probably a foreign girl she was for life probably a nabatean a nabatean a girl who was kept there even she started you see the fact that malchus had lost his ear and had it restored again by jesus was already news in the household you see even in the darkest moment jesus had time to restore a man attacked a man who was injured so badly a man who came to arrest him was arrested by jesus that's the way jesus is you may be thinking no i don't deserve anything i have been so vile i have been so difficult i have been so hard to reach and i have constantly resisted every attempt of his grace reaching me and at the very moment when i was put down and i was helpless he reached out and he touched me Oh Jesus had the power to do that in the middle of his arrest he could arrest somebody the power of Jesus was so great that when he said in that garden I am and they fell back and they fell down a person like that of so great influence he said this is your hour Luke records it so beautifully and Luke also records the healing because he is a physician he is a doctor only Luke only Luke has that observation made because probably most probably listen to me carefully most probably Luke met this man and had a talk with him number one reason names don't get recorded easily without subsequent association with the church number one names to for example simon of cyrene uh, you think there was ndtv there recording the scene and getting the names down with press reports no 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 simon joined the church thus he became known after carrying the cross he didn't go to the he didn't go to the uh, go to that hill golgotha he didn't carry that cross and then send his suit for dry cleaning and say let's forget about this whole thing let's go home no he came in and joined the church his family became famous in the church so the name simon of cyrene similarly malchus malchus had relatives how many of you know that he had relatives and you'll say oh that's not rocket science no he had relatives who were there 18 and 26 just that was please take john 18 and 26 and i'll i'll progress towards a conclusion john 18 and 26 please read that and you see something amazing there you see john had influence in the high priest's house so when you can imagine you you cut off the ceo's ear you cut off the ceo's ear and then go for a board meeting peter must have had lots of guts you cut off the ceo's ear but i mean you have to have jesus to put it back but then you go immediately for a board meeting in the night in the same place how many of you would do that you cut off your ceo's ear and then go for a emergency board meeting this was an emergency board meeting in the night right in the house of caiphas how many of you will dare to do that 
now john went inside spoke to some insiders and got peter also inside john had the influence peter was just outside peter was not going to be able to get in unless john could get him in and john got him in how many of you know that kind of see you will say i know how to get a ticket i know how to get into that play i know how to get into kanthi river stadium for that critical match i know you know please take me also in. please get me a ticket how many of you have asked that from friends one favor see john had the influence so he got peter now peter inside there now read read please john 18 and 26 what does it say there i i know it will come somewhere um, in the screen but i i i like hard copy right 1826 what does it say there but one of the household servants of the high priest a relative of the man whose ear peter had cut off asked didn't i see you out there in the olive grove with jesus he must have been an eyewitness to the whole operation so you see what happens was the people who were actually doing job for the people from the household of caiphas and the romans were around yes it was later late in the night that jesus finally went before pontius pilate understand that and the relatives are now saying jesus put his ear back but you are the fellow who cut it wow you see god alone knows how much influence one touch by jesus can have on generations and nations this man malchus his testimony had already reached the relatives how many of you in one night think back on the day you received jesus christ how he touched you and changed you and transformed your life so radically healed you helped you set you free brought you out of darkness and then how quickly how quickly you ran and how quickly you went and told people and how many people believed you today if you tell something some people won't believe you but on that day how easily they believed you why were you so believable think with me think with me why were you so believable why were you so convincing something had just happened the hot blood is still there and you can't but look with astonishment what a man what kind of a man is this who can touch the very person in charge of the arresting process the illegal process the unjust process who would willingly submit himself because nobody can subdue him nobody can dominate him nobody and yet he submitted himself and in the process cared enough to think of my year when he had so many things to think about hallelujah i would like to have been in that garden i would have liked i sometimes wish and close my eyes and go there what a scene beloved you and i like malchus we don't deserve a single mercy a single favor and if we do how many of you have received a touch from jesus raise your hand raise your hand like you have received a touch hallelujah and how grateful are you gratitude is shown by the attitude we have not necessarily activity oh beloved 
this scene before my eyes gives me a picture of at times those who close their ears to the sound of the saving grace of the gospel. And yet we are called to go from place to place and tell the people who may not even hear, I was sent to arrest him. I was sent to drag him back here. But something happened to me that forever changed my life. Oh, the passive people are the problem people. Put yourself either against Jesus Christ or in his favor. You are easily identifiable. Walking through life as though nothing has happened. Careless enough, careless enough to say, well, something happened, but I don't exactly know what, but it's good, it is good. My family is better off because of that. We can keep going. When I can come once a week. That is about all I can do. Don't ask for me. Don't ask what I do the rest of the week. What right do you have to ask me to come on Saturday at 3 o'clock? Who are you to tell me? Maybe you have to have the other year also cut off. I am not cursing anybody. But a man who is holding his ear and walking, you want me to come? Where? When? I'll be there 10 minutes early. What do you want me to do? Please? Can I do something? You know, when people come out with such an attitude, a city will be touched. Relatives will line up. You don't need advertising. People will come say, hey man, this guy was such a wreck. This guy was such a mess. And see what has happened. We want to see. We want to meet. You know, who changed him? Who changed him? Of course, Ashish Raichur. No. No. Jesus I can tell you an interesting story towards conclusion. There is a tradition that is amazing that this man Malchus, that's a story, okay? Please understand, there's no chapter verse, but this is from history and tradition. It's a beautiful love story. There is a story that says that this Malchus loved that slave girl. That is why she could identify Peter so well. There was an affair going on in the household of Caiaphas. Don't laugh, that's possible. And that he stayed on for a longer period because of her. Because a Nabataean slave has to be lifelong. She has no release like a Jewish slave. And that they eventually married and became part of the church far away, out of Jerusalem. They went as missionaries this couple. The high priest was extremely mad about the whole thing, but he had no control. What an ending. That girl who accused Peter, Malchus, whose ear got cut off, became a family for God. Imagine that. Imagine that. This morning in South, I saw a family for God. I prayed over them. Beloved, 
God is in the process of touching, transforming, bringing people together. You say, you and I, in this beautiful world, <laughs> it won't work. God can make it work. God can make it work. God can transform. God can touch. God can make a man get a new hearing device. You say, I talk to him, I talk to him, he's not listening. How many of you feel like that sometimes? I talk and I talk. Oh, thank you, sister. You're very brave. And there's a man also. I talk, I talk to her, I talk to her. Ask God to do the miracle of Malchus. Come on. The miracle of Malchus. And when he touches, this man now hears new sound. It's a new sound. I'm making up a song, okay? There's a new sound in the air. There's a new voice. Look, my son is used to this. To be heard. Get the key. There's a new sound in the air. <laughs> There's a new voice to be heard. There's a sound, a company of praise. Angels are constantly singing. Angel voices ring. They ring. They ring in your ears. Somebody say, I have a ringing in my ear. I don't know how to stop it. Maybe God is trying to say something. Listen to them say. Now, everybody, touch one ear or the other. Some of you, if you want, can take both your ears. And Listen to his voice. It's a guy. And you see, he touched me. Oh, Jesus touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul, Jesus, something happened. Some of you have to put your little finger inside and say, something has to happen. <laughs> something, please let something happen. Put it right in and pull it out like that. And there's something happened. And now I know Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus touched me. And he made Since I met this place, come on, sing with me. Since I met this place, since he touched and made me, since I met this place. 
stand up with me please we're going to go into a time of prayer shit she touched and made me your eternity where is where is your future where is it where is it in what direction is your life flowing long ago my neighbors mr mahinda balasuri a singalish man who loved us who saw us he said me paula kanuve that means this family is down the drains This family is down the drains. They knew what was happening in my house. Thank God for neighbors who don't care anymore, who live on top of each other. In those days in my neighborhood everybody knew what was happening. In fact, when there was a violent scene in my house, uh, one family I still remember, they would they would push their dining table to the window and climb on top of the dining table and watch the fun in my house. How many of you know something like that? I don't even want to anybody show your hands, please. I would be so frustrated as a twelve-year-old boy that I would go to the window and say, "Mukadde ako balalni." Bad language, okay? Singalese. What are you looking? Actually, it's what the hell are you looking at? So angry, so broke that they were watching something horrible in my house. That same neighbor. Childless came to my mother after eleven years of childlessness in my own same house. My mother prayed, and they had a boy. A house that's a house, a family. My father, a hopeless alcoholic, a man whose murder I personally, I meticulously planned at the age of fifteen. I wanted to kill him. Believe me. not a joke 15 and a half year old boy standing there in colombo went to pick up my mother from a big meeting the very first time that dr dgs dinagaran had come into the city of colombo 1973 i was standing there at the gate christ church golf face standing at the gate christ church golf face waiting when is mummy coming i have to take her home and then i have to poison my father's alcohol bottle he was standing there and he points his finger out and says young man standing near the gate you are planning to murder your father tonight shook the life out of my eyes got so scared so shocked he started speaking in tamil and english that is the way uh, i can get this so if somebody speaks to me in english just plain english i will be analyzing that person somebody speaks speaks to me in plain tamil the way my mother speaks to me my mother speaks in plain tamil my heart will start breaking and melting it's the heart language tamil is my heart language english is my head language now this man was switching between the two and i was getting all didn't know what to whether think about it or feel about it or, so i ran away from there that was the beginning i ran away from there i have later 
stood with the same man of god to interpret his messages from tamil to english i'll tell you and what happened to my father you will ask me otherwise my father received the lord jesus christ him who he was so given up he was even in a mental asylum he has had alcoholic coma he has had delirium tremens as called dts he has got shock treatment in the psychiatric ward in colombo but god detoxified him in a moment completely changed him at the age of 55 at the age of 55 he started becoming my best prayer partner for 22 years till the age of 77 which was 2000 my father became my best prayer partner what if i had killed him i would have lost a prayer partner if at all i came to the ministry god has a way my friend god has a way the same man i once wanted to kill i was at the critical care unit in the hospital vijaya hospital chennai in chennai i was with my dad and i said daddy i will see you in heaven and i closed his eyes i closed his eyes beloved don't give up don't give in don't lose heart don't lose hope the most unlikely moment the most unexpected scenario the most unexpected place time when you least expect something good to happen in the middle of a violent scene in the middle of a violent scene god can bring healing and hope into the home and the family this is the miracle of the pain jesus went through he touched me who Jesus touched me what a presence and oh the joy somebody say joy 1 Peter 1:8 says 1 Peter 1:8 says inexpressible joy how many of you have that joy today inexpressible joy solla mudiyada pulikada unsahikable joy unpurkable joy a joy that is so powerful seriously working inside of you that it will start working around you and soon others around you will start understanding something is happening here something happen come on raise your hand and say something you heard your pastor say you may not feel like it you may not feel like it it may not have yet happened but speak it out with faith in your heart something happened and now i know he touched me he touched me come on he touch me i am, i am known to sing the same line till it happens sometimes i will sing just one line enough of times till it actually happens in front of my eyes he touch me just frighten somebody next to you by tapping them on the shoulder who touch me 
Who touched me? He touched me and leave me. Shackled by a heavy burden. Somebody sing for me, please. Somebody get a microphone. Need the Lord of. I don't hear anybody. I don't hear anybody. Come on, somebody take. There are so many good singers here. Zen. Somebody come up, please. I'm not joking. I'm just saying, come sing. Just touch me. Come, please, anybody. And now I am no longer here. Oh, come on, Tommy. He touched me. Oh, Lord. And oh, the joy. Pause, 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 pause. Put the pause button there. Just put the pause button. Rewind, 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 rewind. You don't look joyful enough for me. You don't look joy. There's a bond. There's joy, unspeakable. Jesus in Luke 18, full of joy in the Holy Spirit. The only reason for this kind of joy is the Holy Spirit. This is not jumping for joy. This is not some human joy. This is the joy. Of the Holy Spirit. Said joy of the Lord. Something happened. And now I know. Come on, tell your neighbor what you know. You are singing so nicely, now I know. Tell your neighbor what you know. Come on, quickly. Testimony time. Testimony time. Get a hold of somebody. This is what I know. One thing I know. I was blind. I can see. One thing I know. My ear got cut off. It is put back again. One thing. Just one thing. Tell your neighbor. Quickly, quickly. Get a hold of somebody and tell a testimony. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We are going to sing. We are going to sing. Come on. Get somebody. Get a hold of somebody. And tell one thing. One thing. One thing. One thing I know. One thing I know. Something happened. And now I know. What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? I know you know a lot of things, but tell one thing you know today. A tremendous anointing is going to flow over this congregation. Row after row of people will be touched by the presence of the Lord. We have turned this whole thing into a spectator sport. The funnier the guy, the longer you will stay. The better the music, the more jing you get into your feet. Na 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 na. I wish we can take the pulpit that side and turn around the whole service to you being the speakers. Don't leave this place today without a touch from the Lord. Don't go without that. I know, I know, I know, I know that I know. Nobody can tell me otherwise. I don't care what happens all around me. I don't care what is going on. The sky can fall down. But this one thing I know, he is unchanging. He is faithful and he is able to touch me. And because he touched me, you cannot touch me. Trouble cannot touch me. The enemy cannot touch me. All those who want to harm me cannot harm me. 
you become untouchable because he touches you hallelujah hallelujah come on get out of that mentality get out of that box get out of that framework where you say this is all i can have this is all that is going to happen something is not going to happen nothing has happened something And come on, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. I know. Raise your hands and say hallelujah. Raise your hands and say hallelujah. Now I know. Sing with me. Since I met this place. Take it on, take it on, take it on. Since he's cleansed and made me whole. Jesus. I will never cease to praise him. I'll shout it while it's One last time, please. He touched me. Say it again. Oh, Jesus touched me. Genuine joy. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Thank you, Lord. Something. Stop there, stop there. Raise your hand and say, He touched me. And He made When He touches you, He makes you whole. He makes you whole. Is there not soundness in the body of Christ? Why is there no soundness? Jeremiah cries out. The harvest is passing by. The summer is coming to an ending. Oh Lord, why are your people not healed? Oh Lord, is there no balm? Is there no healing? Oh Lord, oh Lord. We must weep. We must weep over a city. And I have a strong feeling this morning, that I, this afternoon, it is past 12 o'clock, and I stand here and I testify to this church that God is willing to share with you a burden. God is willing to impart to you a responsibility. God hovers over a city. He searches his eyes his eyes go where no eyes can go. His candle is your spirit. He will search and see if there are a people, if there are a people upon whom he can deposit his faith and see them bring forth. 
If a church will go through the pains of birthing something, God will touch a city. I saw beloved with a hunger for souls, with a reality that cannot be denied. One experience with Jesus can shut a thousand mouths. One encounter, one touch, and you don't even have to open your mouth in testimony. They will ask you, they will say to you, what happened to you? They'll say, you really want to know? You really want? Yes, 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 what happened? Come next week, I'll tell you. Keep the hunger. Don't be too quick to jump into these things and think you have to unload the whole cart in evangelism. They may not be waiting for the whole cart to be unloaded. They may just want one bite. And they will come. Oh, there are souls hungry, broken, thirsty, wandering these streets. There are people who would like to see something fresh, not canned, not pre-packaged and already processed. They are looking in this city. I have met them. Pastor, I admire your church for stepping out into the roads. Next thing is neighborhoods and peoples will be touched. I'll tell you, people are hungry for reality. They are tired of playing church. They are tired of pandering to personalities. They are tired of pandering to personalities. They are hungry for reality. If one man or one woman would offer to them that which is real, unadulterated, that which is pure and beautiful, they will come running behind you. They will come by their thousands. You will soon have to start putting tents outside because you cannot put a roof on the revival. However many places you fill, there'll still be people coming. I can see the possibility. I want to see a vision with you together today. Stand with me. The potential of one person touched by Jesus going out there and saying, He touched me. What can I tell you? Pharisees, Sadducees, all you inquiring people. I don't know. He can't be a sinner because God won't hear a sinner. He can't be a sinner. He won't, he won't listen. He must be a prophet. And then Jesus comes to that man and says, You believe? You believe? You believe? He says, Yes, Lord, I believe. He touched me. Oh, I can sing it a thousand times. Only the touched can sing like that. If you're still not touched, don't worry. Somebody near you will pray. How many of you want a genuine I'm talking about a genuine, not a fake. We promise so much from this pulpit and deliver so little. We promise so much and deliver so little. Let's reverse it. Let people experience it. How many of you want Jesus to touch you today? Raise your hand. Truly touch you. A transformation. A touch Let's wait a moment in his presence as my son and Stephen and as they keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. Play the melody, play the melody. Come, you can sing softly. We're going to take a little time, little time. Please, Pastor Ashish, you can please join me. Holy touch. Come on, come on, come on. Lord, I want to touch you. I want to be touched by you. It works both ways. You can touch him, he can touch you. It works both ways. 
power flows both ways. That woman touched the garment, she got healed. Jesus touched somebody, they got healed. It works for them. See, you may be the kind of person who can desperately throw your hands up and say, I want to touch you. I want to touch you. I want to touch you, Lord. Or you may be that person who, you know, stands there and says, if only you could touch me. If you could touch me. It works both ways. It works both ways. Today, it's going to work in a real powerful way. My brother and I are going to join our hands and pray for the divine touch. The divine touch. <laughs> and you know, the result of the touch of the Lord is nobody is going to coach you. No, no, no cheerleaders in this church. IPL can have cheerleaders, but we don't need cheerleaders in the church. Right? You will burst out cheering for Jesus. How many of you, how many of you need cheerleaders for, uh, how many of you need cheerleaders to cheer for Jesus? No, no, no. We don't need. You will burst out crying, shouting. Indians can make a lot of noise. Come on. I'm a Sri Lankan speaker. Okay. We lost. Sorry. Cheer for Jesus now. Close your eyes. As Pastor Ashish prays over you as the pastor. I cannot underline the power, the, the value, the influence of a pastoral prayer over a people. A pastoral prayer is the most powerful prayer. It's bigger than a prophet's prayer. It's bigger than a visiting apostle's prayer. It's bigger than any evangelist who prays. A pastoral prayer over a congregation is the most powerful. And now reach out your hand and say, Lord, as pastor prays over us, touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Help us to touch you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Lord, we just reach out to you this morning, God, and we thank you that you reach down to us. Each one of us, oh God, where we are in our lives, in our circumstances, in our situations, God, you reach down to us, oh God. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we pray you will touch each one of us this morning in our need, in our distresses, in our troubles, in our anxieties, in our problems. Lord, your word says that you sent your word and it healed them and delivered them from all their troubles. Your word has come this morning, God. If we expect, if we're expecting God, your touch to bring deliverance, your touch to turn around situations, your touch to turn hopelessness into hope, your touch, Lord God, to turn sickness into health. Your touch, Lord, to turn bankruptcy into abundance. Your touch, Lord, to turn a bleak and hopeless circumstance into something that's filled with the promise of God. Your touch that turns, Lord, a mourning into dancing. Your touch that puts off our sackcloth and clothes us with gladness. Your touch, oh Lord, that gives us beauty for our ashes. Lord, so touch every heart, every life this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. We release healing in the places where there are sicknesses and diseases and torments and afflictions and burdens and yokes. We command them to be removed. We command them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. We command shackles to be broken in Jesus' name. Addictions to go in the name of Jesus. We command yokes to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Lord, we release your provision to every need in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, that you will take the five loaves and two fishes and feed every need in our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for turning hopeless situations around. Thank you, Lord, for bringing your hope into our lives. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus, thank you for touching. Thank you, Lord, for giving hope and for giving a future. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, O oh God. Now clap your hands and celebrate. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now you did like this, right? You reached up to him. Now, 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 now we did the vertical part. Can we do a little horizontal work? Now reach out to somebody, at least two people, right now. And say, because he touched me, I can touch you. Because he touched me, I can touch you. And this same hand, hallelujah, the same hand can now minister miracles. With the same hand, yeah. You see, I am a miracle. I myself am a miracle. And I have seen miracles. I have seen miracles. With the same hand that my father hit my mother, with the same hand that he hit her, and hit her many times, I broke even her cheekbone. With the same hand, I have seen my father washing vessels in the kitchen. I used to stand there and laugh at him. I have seen him with the same hand making coffee and taking to my mother with a saucer. Some people will just make a coffee and say, Goody. Not like that. He'll make the coffee with a saucer and he'll take it to mummy's, he'll take it to the room and he'll give it by the bedside. How many of you would like to have your husband serving you bedside coffee? That's possible. That's powerful. When a man who had no respect, contempt only, and bad languages in three languages, bad language in three languages. We had three languages, the facility of three languages to curse each other. Tamil, Sinhalese, and English. Started blessing. Something happened. And now, why no? Now reach out and say, I touch you because he has touched me. Come on, pray for somebody. Open your heart. Let it go out in power. Just pray one for another. I can't let you go. I know performing arts team has something to do now. I am careful for them. That is why I am finishing early. Hallelujah. Come on. Pray for somebody. Don't go from here. Don't go from here without praying for somebody or being prayed for. Come on. Come on. Come on. Move out of your chair. These, these chairs are movable. Somebody go up the balcony. People in the balcony seem to be folding their hands and looking at me. You're looking at me. You can't make me pray for anybody. Maybe one day you will be waiting for somebody to come and pray for you. I can't make you pray for anybody. But you can reach out. Come on, all over the balcony. Somebody, somebody go up and join with them. Pray, 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 pray. Now come on, pray. Because you were touched, you have the power to touch somebody. And they will be changed. What a joy. <laughs> 